This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by the Live Alcohol Experiment, a 30-day science-based and compassion-led journey where you learn to develop a healthier relationship with alcohol without relying on willpower. Why? Because the truth is that willpower runs out. Instead, you learn how to focus on what you gain, not what you give up, so you can feel good about the decisions you make without shame or guilt. With the 30 days of video training, virtual daily coaching, and a private and supportive community, you get that and so much more. Join us today to get happier, healthier, and to take back your life. Your live alcohol experiment starts on the 1st, so sign up at livealcoholexperiment.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and I am answering readers' questions. And the question I have today is, hi, Annie, I am struggling with getting through the first few weeks. What happens to me is I end up feeling incredibly depressed right at first, and I hope that it would be better after a few weeks, but I can't seem to get past those first few weeks to find out. Can you tell me if it gets better, and how can I combat depression in those first few weeks? So this is such a great question. There's a few things happening in the first few weeks. First of all, your brain is rebalancing to a new normal. So while alcohol actually purges out of your system within about 72 hours, your brain has learned that you are doing a certain behavior and that behavior is predi- like it's fo- it follows certain triggers on a regular basis. So for instance, your brain might see something like the wine glass you normally drink out of or where you keep the wine and it will automatically say, okay, this is what we're doing now. And it actually can almost counterbalance your behavior before your behavior starts. It's, it's assuming what's going to happen. And when that happens, what's happening in your brain is it's saying, okay, let's overcompensate for the alcohol, right? And so if alcohol is stimulating you, your brain is making you feel more depressed and bringing down that stimulation and down that joy, but also alcohol is a depressant. So your brain is creating stimulants. And so all of these things are happening. So when you remove the alcohol, your brain is still responding in the same way until it learns, oh, we're not doing this thing every time we see that wine glass. We're not doing this thing every day at 5 p.m. And so over time, over those first few weeks is really when your brain is able to rebalance and stop overcompensating or stop compensating for the presence of alcohol because it learns, oh, okay, that substance that we thought was coming based on these triggers is not actually coming anymore. And so that's probably an oversimplified way to say that the first few weeks are crucial because your brain is relearning how to be without alcohol and how to not try to compensate for alcohol. And some of those chemicals that your brain might release because you're drinking are going to be present even though the alcohol isn't there. So for example, I heard it described like this once by a neuroscientist. He actually said, it's kind of like you have this semi truck and it's barreling down a hill and the alcohol is the brakes. So the alcohol is saying, okay, um, we're gonna put on the brakes, but the semi truck is trying to push the gas because it wants to go faster, right? So the gas is, is being pushed, the brakes are being applied both at the same time, gas and brakes. Then all of a sudden you take the brakes away, the truck is gonna go really fast for a little bit of time because the 
the gas is still being pushed and then you're going to realize, oh, wow, the brakes aren't there. So I need to slow down this truck. I need to take my foot off the gas. And so if you think about like alcohol acting as a depressant, so that's the brakes, your brain is saying, okay, we need stimulants to overcome this depressant. That's the gas. Both of these things are happening. Life feels kind of normal when you're drinking. You immediately remove the alcohol, especially when you have a history of drinking lots and lots. All of a sudden you're just stuck with that adrenaline and that cortisol the brakes have been removed and it takes a little bit of time for your brain to rebalance. So just knowing what's happening in the brain is such a gift to the human brain, because unlike mice or animals, when we see what's happening, we can be like, oh, I can make sense of this dis- uncomfortable experience. I can make sense of what's happening and therefore I can tolerate it in a better way. I can stand it. And so some of this it's hard to break the bad news. It's just getting through those first few weeks. It's just saying, okay, there's going to be some messed up stuff happening in my brain and my body as I sort of rebalance and relearn how to live without a constant inflow of alcohol in my system. And it's just not going to be comfortable. And accepting that, but accepting that with knowledge allows us to be like, okay, am I willing to not feel great for two weeks to have the whole rest of my life start to like feel so good again? Because on the other side of that two weeks, what's happens is your anxiety like plummets. I remember it feeling like I was walking through the world almost encased in pillows because I was like, wow, nothing is as sharp or as intense or as scary as I used to think it was. And it was such a beautiful feeling and your joy starts to come back and you start to feel humor at things that you thought were only funny because of alcohol, or you start to feel that kind of childlike wonder at the world and all of these beautiful emotions come back. But we often have to get through those first few weeks. The other thing that happens in those first few weeks is there's a really real mourning period because you have created a construct in your mind. You've created a set of beliefs that says alcohol is the end all be all. It is what is going to be so helpful and so useful. It's the thing that makes things fun. It's the thing that helps you relax. It's the thing that helps you get through the days that are hard to get through or helps you survive the relationships that are hard to you know, navigate. All of these things you've told yourself over time. So suddenly you're not drinking and your brain is going to be like, well, why not? I'm sad about this. I needed this. Like it's, it's going to tell you, this is the meaning making part of your brain, not the chemical aspect is going to tell you, well, wait, we deserve that. Well, wait, this has been so good for us for so long. And it's going to try to throw up all of these reasons that you should keep drinking. And so if you decide not to, it's going to be a bit of a mourning period. And that's totally okay too. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or that, you know, you're taking a break isn't working. It's just allowing that, okay, this is an adjustment. This is a physiological adjustment at a neurological level, like chemically in the brain, but it's also an emotional adjustment because you've created this entire construct about the benefit of alcohol in your life. And so at the end of the day, I don't have any magic bullet for getting through those first few weeks, but I can tell you, the question to ask yourself is which problem would you rather have? Would you rather have the problem of having a few weeks of discomfort, but then really finding out who you are and what you're made of and living awake in the world and reawakening all that joy and that childlike wonder and you know, embarking on this path of how rich and fabulous life can be without alcohol? Or would you rather have the problem of not going through those two weeks of discomfort, but staying stuck in this like semi-asleep, semi-numb version of yourself that is um, drinking all the time. And, and, you know, you can phrase those two problems, however you want, but at the end of the day, like we're not looking to escape problems as much as we're just looking to say, okay, which problem do I want to choose 
intentionally. And that's what I would ask of you. So I don't have a magic bullet, but I think that understanding why you're feeling that way, especially during the first two weeks can be so helpful to navigate it and to overcome. Hey, I'm so excited because we are literally just about to start another live alcohol experiment. And if you don't know about the alcohol experiment, you need to literally drop everything right now and go to livealcoholexperiment.com. Here's the thing. This is a 30-day challenge and it's designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You'll know it's that version that's living the most joyful life, that version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or have a good time, and that version that's having more fun and is more peaceful than ever. Again, it's just a 30-day challenge. It's live every single day. It's starting on the first, so hurry up. Join me at livealcoholexperiment.com. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.